went around the track once against Lyndon and won that, then against Robert Kennedy, and that was a tie, and then we had to run against the party. Had to tie a different opponents every time we went around. Former Democratic presidential candidate Eugene McCarthy. Today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. Who'd have thought that somebody who came in second in the New Hampshire primary in 1968 would throw the entire race into chaos? But that's exactly what Eugene McCarthy did, the Democratic two-term senator from Minnesota, who declared his candidacy for president in late 1967 against President Lyndon Johnson, who had become very unpopular because he was linked to the Vietnam War. Well, Eugene McCarthy started gathering a lot of support, especially from students. And by March of 1968, the New Hampshire primary, he actually came in second to Lyndon Johnson, but came so close to beating Johnson that it was almost as though McCarthy had won. A few days later, Bobby Kennedy entered the race for president, too. And just a couple of weeks later, in a surprise announcement, Lyndon Johnson announced he would not be seeking the Democratic nomination for president in 1968. Of course, by the time it got to the convention that summer in Chicago, Hubert Humphrey won the nomination. Well, that's a whole other story. So Eugene McCarthy ultimately did not get the nomination. But what chaos he threw the 1968 race into. I first met Eugene McCarthy in 1987. Here now, that 1987 interview with Eugene McCarthy. What happened in 1968? What went wrong? Well, a lot went right, you know. It, it becomes a question of what standards you set. If you, if you said, you know, I didn't get nominated and didn't get elected, that was far beyond anything that we anticipated uh, uh, when the campaign was started. If, if you say, well, did you have an effect? Did you get a public judgment on the issue of the war? You'd have to say, uh, we did, and that that was, was, was a measurable achievement. Then you get into the other things of Robert Kennedy's coming in and Johnson's pulling out, uh, which set up a whole new, not really a framework, but it sort of changed all the projections of, of the campaign. And, uh, but I said, I don't think anyone had ever been tested the way I had. I went round the track once against Lyndon and won that. I went round then against Robert Kennedy, and that was a tie. And then we had to run against the party. So it was the third time around the track, and they had to tie different opponents every time we went round. It was like a pen relay or something. And uh, each time, and, and we finally, well, we, we didn't really have time to mount a campaign against the party because that uh, all the non-primary political action was over by the time we finished the primaries. So under the circumstances, I, it's, it's relative, but I I think we did have a measure of success, but it, 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 uh, I'm not sure what the war might have ended just about the way it did, just out of failure, even if we hadn't challenged it. But it was important, I think, to, to pass a moral judgment on it, as, as some of the American people wanted to do and as they did. One-third or more of the country wasn't even born when you ran for president. Yes, 20 years ago. That's about right, yes. Yeah. Do you? I'm, I'm, I, want, I want to word this diplomatically. Have you become the, the answer to a trivia question? Do people do people ask whatever became of Eugene McCarthy? Well, I know there's a point in politics when you're glad to be included in trivia. <laughs> I've made it to the New York Times crossword puzzle. I said that's a significant achievement. I guess the same would be true of trivia. Uh, 
uh, I guess being in trivia on the way up, so to speak, is good. If you're in it uh, on the way down, why it's probably undesirable. And I, uh, I, I don't know just what my status is. I, you, know, you, you get to thinking you may be like the, the concept they had of the Edsel, which was it was supposed to be a car where you could you could buy when you're on the way up but weren't sure you're going to make it and on the way down and didn't want anyone to know it where you could sort of stop if you if you'd given up so that may be the case of inclusion in the trivia test now <laughs> well i i don't know i uh it, it's hard to uh well i haven't tried that hard but uh even even with trying it's, it's very difficult to stay in the public mind in this country uh i, I because of the distraction and the multiplicity of appeals and so on, I think for for historians I, you hold quite a quite an uh, an important place in our history, though. I expect Walter Cronkite will be trivia soon, and he's only been out, of, you know, off the evening news what five years. Walter Cronkite, I, I find on campuses people are a little vague about Walter. You know, like you said, who was the most trusted man in America five years ago? I don't think many would know. Your earliest political backing came uh, largely from students. Your 1968 support came a lot from students. But after 1968, students didn't seem to be nearly as active in things. But now some people, notably Abby Hoffman a couple of weeks ago when he was on trial in Massachusetts, said students are coming back. They're starting to be active again. Have you noticed that? I don't know about the activism. I think it's pretty spotty. I think there's a concern among students, but it's much more difficult to demonstrate against uh, militarism and the defense budget or SDI than it was to demonstrate against something like the war in Vietnam, and uh, much more difficult to demonstrate, say, relative to affirmative action than it was to demonstrate against uh, clear cases of discrimination such as we had in the 60s, legal discrimination as well as as a physical discrimination, but I think the interest is there. I uh, uh, and uh, it's a question of you know it's, it's rather general lack of interest in politics that if it can be channeled into sort of issues on which action is possible beyond the demonstration, I think that uh, the voters between eighteen and twenty five, which is supposedly the most indifferent one. Uh, could respond. They're going to have to pretty soon because if we continue the kind of the Reagan policy of laying the burden of the debt on the generation after the next, they'll have to begin to worry about uh, how they're going to pay it. Who are the heroes and who are the villains of up till now? Well, I tried to to, to uh, really establish persons within an institutional framework. I I think the uh, in in the fifties, I think the. Uh, the really the the heroes were the institutions, the House of Representatives, and and uh, and I would say Sam Rayburn because of the way in which he ran it as a Speaker of the House. I I, I really I don't know whether I tried, but I had in mind to establish the function of institutions in American government and politics, and uh, I think that period of the late forties and fifties was a period in which the House of Representatives. Uh, was was probably uh, at least in a classical way uh, a, a heroic or well performing institution. Um, in the Senate, I have a somewhat different view. I I don't think the Senate really was designed to be an organized sort of an institution the way the House was. That it was rather a place in which 
as I say in the book, uh, the view of Wayne Morris, that there should be no inner ring or club in the Senate, even though the press talks about the club, and there was one. Uh, it was not a good thing to have in the Senate, and I suppose I'd say Wayne was a, was, was a hero in that he was probably more than anyone uh, challenged that conception of the Senate. The press notwithstanding, could Congress function today as it did in the 50s? Oh, I think it could. I, I, I think the House of Representatives uh, would function much better if it were organized along the lines it was organized uh, in the 50s uh, with fewer uh, committees and subcommittees and uh, with a greater measure of party discipline and so on, both in the campaign and after. About a year after we talked, Eugene McCarthy mounted one last campaign for president, briefly running in 1988. He did not, of course, get the nomination. Senator Eugene McCarthy passed away in 2005. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, one of the many, many very nice, very pleasant conversations I had over the years with the mystery writer Mary Higgins Clark, one of the nicest ladies you'd ever want to meet, and one of the best mystery writers. I talked with her uh, over a dozen times over the years. Mary passed away a few days ago. We lost one of the giants in the literary world. Mary Higgins Clark, next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. Bill Thompson.